Welcome. Everything that's hot this summer. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. And just an hour on this Monday afternoon to spend with you. Adam Gilchrist, Mark Bosnich, I'm Tony Squire. It's plenty to come, though. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to squeeze everything into that uh, that little time frame. For example, we are going to speak to the newly crowned world surfing champion, one Joel Parkinson. He'll join us later in the show. Plus, very shortly, we're going to go across to a hotel room in the path, perhaps in the middle as we speak, of Cyclone Evan in Fiji. Uh, Triple M's Chris Page is in that hotel room. He'll speak to us and, uh, about how that is all shaping up. That's ahead. Right now, though, I don't know, when you have those days, Gilly and Bosnia, when you... The yeah. things you don't expect to read in the newspaper when you open a newspaper. Today's is this. Former heavyweight boxing champion Mike Tyson has been forced to deny he has had a sex change operation. <laughs> Must be a slow news day. <laughs> I tell you, really? If he had, uh, that's front page news. That's about uh, page twenty. I don't think he would. No, Anyone there you go. I saw him when he was in uh, Australia as well. I don't think he would. Uh, I'd really like to see that report actually go out to him face to face and ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd get a quite interesting reaction. Yes, is it? <laughs> He's not <laughs> caught Iron Mike for nothing. That's exactly Maybe. right. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session, the new zing and double from KFC. Double the good times with two zinger fillets. Adam Gilchrist, Mark Bosnich, Tony Squires with you, Boz. When you say good times, remember that show, Good Times? Oh, yeah, JJ. Oh, JJ, yeah. yeah. Good times. <laughs> That's not exactly how I remember it. Every time you say it, I just keep thinking about that. Really? The good, good times. The, yeah. I love good times. Yeah, no, look, uh, over the next few days, yes. I'd like to learn less about you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we can take it back, buddy. <laughs> what I do know about you, though, is your passion uh, for footy and certainly the A-League. And it's yes. gone so well at the start of the season. And I saw you game. standing up there on Fox Sports uh, at the weekend. With how the, I look? How from, I look uh, it was from Sydney, I think, with the, the Sydney W. No, you looked look terrific. Oh, yeah, marvellous. Yeah, you look good. Yeah, 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 look great. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Gilly. Yep. Uh, I'm so happy. There Let me twirl. Were, Hang on. And there was a kind of... Uh, uh, when the atmosphere, I guess it was palpable. No. You yeah. could see it and and feel it through the screen. You were very. What you said was people had you know had bagged that your game for being yeah. boring or whatever. Yet I saw a story from up these yeah. sorts of things. Yeah, I saw a story from a guy. I think it was Mike from Carlton, or might have been Mike Carlton. I don't know. Uh, but I, I, I don't. Um, I don't really know who he is. But um, it was like sort of pathetic from somebody who really doesn't know nothing about football. It was more in reference to the Manchester United tour, and I just sort of thought. You know, last week here on this show, and I said it, like, you know, after being away for 20 years, I thought in the past there was a little bit of a, a conspiracy uh, amongst mainstream media to keep the game down. But since I've returned, I haven't seen pretty much any of that. And, mm. and people like that, and, and some of the reports I also saw last night, sort of like trying to make me look as though I'm wrong, which which is it stuns me a little bit, you know, because from football circles, from soccer circles, or those who call it soccer, yep. I don't hear nothing coming out bad about other sports. We love our other sports. Yeah. Well, You're what was the comment you saw? Pardon? What was the comment from... Mike from Carlton. Mike from Carlton. Mike Carlton. Not just like just basically a, a generic um, sort of uh, um, you could say having a go at the at the Barry O'Farrell government for spending money on Manchester United coming out here. Right. Okay. Um, saying it was you know you know who really is interested in football. And it was really sort of I would say ignorant and and basically just sort of mm -hmm. I would say sort of nineteen seventies. It's a bit of dinosauric. All right. 
Dinosauric. Oh, put that in the yeah. Bozo list of words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, what was I was going to say to yes. you was that there you were saying that, and, and, and what we saw behind you was that, uh, that derby, and there's yeah. derbies across the country, uh, but it was the sensational atmosphere, and it's what's good about the game yeah. and draws that kind of emotion. What is bad, I suppose, mm. is at the other end of that, because there was then the scenes, which has been, has been played up by yes. the media, of flares and perceived violence yes. among fans. So, uh, and let's just put this straight before we start. Yep. Um, there is no place for flares at football, nor I, I would suggest at any other sporting ground in the whole of Australia. How do you get uh, into a ground with flares? I, I, I really don't know. Look, I, you know, and it was a small minority. There was over twenty six thousand people there on Saturday night, and there was three arrests. So I'm, I'm not a great mathematician, but that makes it, I think, point zero one percent. So three arrests out of 26,000, which is not perfect, I know. Thank you to the but researchers. It's, but it's, um, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, it's not perfect, I know, but it, it is a small minority and it was a wonderful atmosphere. But let me say this to the fans um, from, from both sets of supporters, okay? The cheering you did on the weekend, that was so cool. Yeah. The celebrations the West Sydney supporters did when, when they scored, that was like gave me tingles down my back. Yeah. The celebrations at the end, you know, with the players, when, that was cool. Throwing flares, not cool. It really isn't because, you know, it's one thing to endanger yourself, but you are endangering other people. Just leave. It, it's attention-seeking so far as I'm concerned. It's, it's childish, immature. It's just not cool. It takes away from what was a tremendous atmosphere. Um, in terms of the violence, like I said, I, there was no violence. No. That was completely wrong. There was no violence. I think there was a man arrested... Um, to the left of us, uh, so we were sitting. So we we're facing. He was a, we're arrested for wearing commentators. No, uh, there was a, was a chap arrested and escorted from the ground. But um, look, and I, you know, I don't want to sort of you know I want to practice what I preach. I don't you know I've been to the cricket in the eighties. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So when people who've been to the cricket in the eighties will know, but it never took away from the spectacle. You always are going to get a minority of idiots. When what do you mean? Whole, like Bay Thirteen or the Hill? Bay Thirteen, the Hill. I, I've been, to, I've been Bosch. to, I've been to the, I've been to the league when when there's yeah. you know, there's been scuffles. Sure. Um, you know, I've I've been to the AFL um, when it's when things have happened the same. Um, but you know, like I said, from football circles, we all love those other sports, and you know, and we have the attitude is like you know we want to make sure our own house is all before we start commenting those stories. Especially the one on Channel Nine and so forth. I thought, thinking myself, well, you know, give a bit of a balance. That's all I'm saying. To give it a bit of balance, we're not trying Boss, to push about, it. Up. Go on, buddy. What about Adelaide? Claims of racism yep. out of the crowd and, and, towards and, uh, Wellington Phoenix players and yeah, and and there was a. And I spoke to somebody from there today, and apparently Paul Eiffel, yep. um, who's a, a, a English-born lad, but is, is from Barbadian heritage, um, yep. was there was reference made to him about being a gorilla which is absolutely disgusting, has no place in our society today, nor has the place, especially at a sporting ground. And these perpetrators, the flare throwers, the racist people who are going to go to any sporting event, let alone football, will be singled out, they will be found, and they will be banned for a minimum of five years. We did it in, in the off-season when there was trouble at, at a friendly game. Okay, I think it was 11 perpetrators were banned by the FFA for five years. It's not as if we're trying to wipe it underneath the carpet. We're not. We're happy to talk about it. But just don't make it out to me. Not, not you two, but just don't, in general, the media, t- try to make it out that it's something that it's not. With, like I said to you, like three but people out of 26,000. Yeah. In the CBD yeah. on Saturday night in, in Sydney, there was 200 people arrested. Does that make Sydney, Sydney a bad city? No, it's one of the greatest cities in the world. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And as for those, and I'm pleading with, with the fans, look, it, sometimes it can be an intimidating atmosphere for other fans yeah. to sort of to, to make this known to the police. But just do it. If you see somebody who's snuck in a flare... If you see somebody who's got a flare and is going to, or if you witness or you hear racist behaviour, don't go and approach that supporter. 
because you don't know what type of person is. It could get, you know, funny. Approach your Go to the authorities because the police have got a hard enough job to do as it is without any help. They need your help too. Right. And the police do a fantastic job, not only here in Sydney, but all around the country. And a lot of the times they get the short end of the stick in terms of the way they treat supporters and so forth. The, the, the bottom line is, and I think this is for all sports, Gilly, if you're going to go out and looking for trouble, you'll find it. Simple yeah. as that. Hmm. See, it seems yeah, like you might be all, slightly all life in general. Slightly passionate about that, Boz. You yeah. didn't draw breath for four and a half minutes. Get in there, wouldn't it? Was very tough. It's <laughs> a circular breather. Uh, next, <laughs> yeah, they must say when you got asked how much money you got, yeah. you one little statement. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> next, we go to Fiji and our man in the path of Cyclone Evan oh, yeah. on the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. Uh, Adam Gilchrist, Mark Bosnich, and Tony. Guys, doing it for the new Zing and Double. The legendary double is back at KFC. Good times. All right, tropical cyclone Evan uh, causing a lot of destruction. Heading towards Fiji. In fact, I think it may well have arrived in Fiji, and we know that because we are joined by Triple M's Chris Page, who is uh, in Nandy, hold up in his hotel. Pagey, hello. G'day, boys. How you doing? Yeah, not bad. Talk us through it. I've seen some pictures that you've posted. Uh, Slightly breezy. How has it been there? It's a little breezy. Yeah, it started getting pretty hairy at about midday today, local time. Uh, since 10.30 this morning, we've been in lockdown in our hotel room. We're not actually allowed out of the room, so we're in here. And uh, for the first hour or so there, we're kind of sitting around going, all right, why are we here? It's been very quiet, but it started getting very, very windy from about midday. And from about 2 o'clock, it actually it got quite frightening, and the uh, yeah branches started flying off trees and, uh, you know, the, the stems off palm trees. They're bending right over, and, and the wind's very crazy. Yeah, Chris Gilly here, mate. Uh, it's glad to, we're, we're glad to hear you're safe and sound. But has there been any casualties in Fiji that we know of yet? I know Samoa had uh, several a couple of days prior. Any update on that from the local authorities? G'day, Gilly. Big fan. Um, not that I'm aware of, but uh, I think the Australians are going to be fine. Everything I've read about in the Australian media is, you know, talking about the schoolies and the Australian tourists. They're all going to be fine because they're all in these resorts. Um, you know, they're good, strong buildings. They've all got backup generators. Um, you know, we're still here with Wi-Fi internet. So uh, it's not that bad. We, you know, you do worry about the, those coastal villages that you drive through from the airport to get to these resorts. You see how these Fijians live in some pretty... Um, you know, uh, you know, rickety buildings. You know, the infrastructure is not great. Uh, one thing you read a lot about in the paper here is them talking about the water, the whole water system becoming contaminated due to the pumps shutting down, uh, electric, electrical wires falling over. It's going to get pretty dangerous for them. Nothing that I've heard of yet, though. Sure. Yeah, Paige, I was going to ask you about that. You, you talked about backup generators. Um, it, it says here in our report that the power is out completely on the island, but you guys are okay. You've got backup generators so you can watch TV and you can sort of keep yourself to occupied. Yeah, we do have, um, being being in one of the bigger resorts, there is a generator, and so we've got the power on. We can't watch TV because uh, the, the all the TV's down, all the TV's done by satellite over here, and I believe the um, uh, Sky TV's based in the north of Fiji, and so that's all shut down, so we've got no actual TV, but we do have power. Um, you know, it, it's it's terrible to sit here. With, we're, we're sitting here in the air conditioning, and, uh, you know, we're very comfortable inside when uh, you, you know that there are people in other parts of the country uh, not as comfortable at all. All right, well, Pagey, stay indoors, stay safe. I hope you can watch repeats of Modern Family on the internet. Uh, that will probably see you through. Will do, boys. We've got some gin and tonic happening here. We're going to be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Chris safe, Page, mate. Triple M's Chris Page there. Thanks so much. You're listening to the KFC Summer Session. 
is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. And still to come on the show, we are going to be speaking to the newly crowned world surfing champion, uh, Joel Parkinson, will join us here on the show. Can't wait for that. He's in Hawaii. I wonder Mm. how the party's going. Because uh, he won a few days ago. It should be very interesting. Uh, look, I'm, I'm convinced he was still answer the phone. Uh, he'll we'll talk to Parky later in the show. But, Gilly, I, I'm sure you're very keen. We did put the poll for today. The question, if you just head to triplem.com.au, the question was, what do you prefer to watch? We're talking cricket. Was it test cricket or T20 cricket? Now, the third option, one day cricket, we've already written off because Gilly said it doesn't exist after the next three years. He didn't Jeez. exactly say it like that. No, he, no, didn't. he, he didn't. Did you, did he didn't you say see it like the follow up, though, apparently? Yeah, all I think, I think the his world. words were taken a little bit out of con- oh, context. Look, and whatever, I will say whatever. that it's I'm nice to know people are listening to our show. Correct. Yes, yes, most definitely. Someone he is. didn't exactly say that. He, he, we know what exactly what he said. It was taken out of context, as usual. Yeah, and I'll, I, I tried to get him to write test cricket off today, but he wouldn't. Uh, just for another headline, but it didn't happen. The question was, what do you prefer to watch, test cricket or T20 cricket? It's got to be T20. 88% in favour of test cricket. Yes. I, no, that is brilliant. I love that. Perfect. Every ball of every day, every minute of a five-day test match. I'll tell you what, 88% beautiful. of people, you've got more time than I reckon 99% of the whole of Australia. <laughs> yeah, but 115% of people would think that. <laughs> test it's cricket. Passive 80... love, a passive love. Oh. In the background. Yeah. Exactly, that's what it is. It's just the soundtrack to our lives. There it is, all for mm. Hyundai. Brilliant cars, brilliant value. Special offers on now. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session for the new Zing and Double at KFC. Double the good times. Now, of course, this is a music station. I've got, uh, I need your help. Uh, listeners, yes, you know, well, your help as well, Boz, but the oh. listeners, I think, uh, they're savvy. They're music-savvy people. They know their music. They do indeed. And look, the, the question I have is, is there a decent Christmas song out there? Oh, plenty. I'm talk- no, well, oh, you mean right now? Yeah, well, yeah, well no, any time. A decent Christmas. Because I, I really don't want to go through another you know, family Christmas of listening to Michael Bublé. And, <laughs> and look, it's really <laughs> on the cards you know the at the word. moment. Well, Sorry, get that one Kevin Bloody Wilson did. Bozzy, you know the words to that one, don't you? Kevin Wilson. But that would What's be ugly. Kevin. Oh, right. No. no? You know, I, I, give me a hint. Hum the tune and I'll, and I'll tell you if I know the words. At least hum it. I'm not good Santa at Santa Claus. But I reckon my favourite was out of the film Love Actually, I reckon. That was... Oh. Uh, Billy Mack was his name, trying to go to number one. Christmas yeah. is all around. Yeah, yeah that's right. Cool. I, I love those yeah. two songs. Bill Nye did. was the... Remember the, um, Nye, from, from yeah. Ethiopia? Tweaking of the yeah. lyrics. There was the, the British one, the European one, and then the American one. Yeah. Uh, Aid for Africa. Well, at the moment, look, I'm just telling you what's going on out this year. One triple three five three is our number because we need your help, obviously. I, I, I just need to, if I can... Put it up when the you know the family comes around. That some songs that are actually decent because you've got to have Christmas music on. I think. Do they know yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, John Travolta oh. and Olivia Newton John are releasing an album. Oh yeah, Greece. I'm, I'm not sure I want that to be there. No. Um, <laughs> so I'm asking, can we get better than that? Basically, there are, look, there are a few over, over the years. I think Michael Bublé is re-releasing the Christmas album. That was when huge. Rod Stewart might be having another one. I think re-re-releasing. Re-re. <laughs> he is. And the good news, big news, Justin Bieber. Oh, there you go. Yep. The Beebs is releasing a Christmas album called Under the Mistletoe. Uh, and then, look, it gets, the news gets better. He's doing some collaboration with Mariah Carey there you go. for a cover of All I Want for Christmas is You. There, there is a little bit of Justin Bieber you can hear here if you if you the game. Yeah. That's from Love, actually. That was in there as well. That was. There you go. Okay. That's can, good can we do better than that? Robbie Williams. Look, okay. we're, everybody's a fan of Robbie Williams. He's very cool. Yeah. Can we have a listen to what Robbie, he's come up with in the past a few times. Yeah.
Yeah, one triple three five three. Got anything better than that? And what about this one though? This is I hadn't heard of uh, Bass Hunter or Bass Hunter. It's apparently a Euro DJ. Mm. Uh, the take on Jingle Bells. Yes. I think Nancy and Merv Squires would be up and dancing to that, my 80-year-old parents. <laughs> that would be good. And, and even, uh, the classics, the kinks. The kinks actually have done something. That's good. Now we're getting there. John Lennon. One what? Surely. John Lennon? That's right. There yeah. was the... Um, yeah. There we go. All right, they're out there. One triple three five three. What is Nothing if I'm? <laughs> what am I going to get for Christmas this year, music-wise? Uh, give us a call right now and help us out on the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. KFC Summer Session, summer afternoons on Triple M. With Adam Gilchrist, Mark Bosnich and Tony Squires, just wondering if you can help us out. Those Christmas songs, are we forced to listen to John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John having a squawk over our turkey? Squawk. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just think there's got to be better options. What is options. a squawk? Is that a squawk? Yeah, it is kind of a squawk. Okay. It's, you know... And one little one. Yeah, two John two Travolta one. does it beautifully, obviously, in Greece. It was fantastic. I'm not bagging Greece. I'm just saying Christmas, that's not what I want. So we've gone to the listeners... On one triple three five three, and as ever, they have been incredibly helpful. Katrina, no. where am I going to go? What's the Christmas song? Twisted Sister. So oh. come all you faithful. They've got their own Christmas album out. Oh, Twisted Sister. Wow. Remember them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some Mervyn Nance Squires. I'd love that. Okay. Well, that's great. Twisted Sister. I will have a look for that one. Okay. What about Luke? What have you got for us? G'day, Luke. Luke's. Uh, you're not there, Luke. Luke's. Oh, there he is. How you going, buddy? No, no. We'll, no, get, we'll get back to us. Yeah. Nick, what's the Christmas song? It's called Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC. Oh, Run Ooh. DMC. That's very on cool. On the Die Hard dun, soundtrack. Dun, 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 Lots dun. of Christmas songs on that. On the Die Hard soundtrack, there's Christmas yeah. songs. Of course, it was set around there, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Nicky. And Nick, do, do you play them at home, mate, at this festive time of the year? Oh, if we can find them. If you can find them, oh, oh, we'll make it our business. To, yeah, what underneath the decoration. Run DMC Christmas. I love it. Brendan, what have you got for us? I've got How to Make Gravy by Paul Kelly. Oh. We've got any, can we a little bit of that? Is it? We had yes, that on standing yeah. in a Gilly, we had that on Friday, but it was How to Make Gravy by Matthew Hayden. Here we go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great song. Oh, it's brilliant. He, he includes in that song a recipe for how to make gravy. I just add tomato sauce, a dollop of tomato sauce for that extra zing, I think it might be. Brilliant. Yeah. That is perfect, Brendan. Good Thank one, you very Brandon. much. Yeah, Andrew. Cool. Andrew, what have you got for us? Okay, if you want a Christmas song with real balls, mm-hmm. run, oh. run Rudolph Run by Keith Richards. Wow, oh. I think you mean real baubles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> run Rudolph Run by Keith Richards. Yes, uh, that is, <laughs> is a beauty. That's a good one. That's why we need the seven-second delay. What do you got, Rick? Hey, young guys. Yeah, good. Uh, I only just heard it today for the first time. Mm. Uh, by the Dropkick Murphys, the season is upon us. It's fantastic. Oh. Does it go like this? The season's upon us. It's that time of year. Brandy and eggnog, there's plenty of cheer. Yeah. Oh. on the trees and there's wreaths to be hung. There's mischief and mayhem and songs to be This, Rick. Oh, I wonder nice. what part that of the world work. those boys are from. Yeah, that's a sing-along. They <laughs> have eggnog in Australia. <laughs> that is, oh, I, I have eggnog every time. That's sensational, Rick. Thank you. Oh, look, Very again, much. Thank you all for your help. We have options there now for, to make it a musical Christmas. What are you going to have, Gilly? Just you, you and the mouth organ playing again? Yeah, that would be strong if you... Oh, wait. Be good. It's the KFC Summer Session.
World champion Joel Parkinson will join us shortly. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The thing about all of us here is that we're very generous people. So generous that we're playing a game we like to call Blow It or Bank It. It gives you the Blow It or Bank It. Where were you at the meeting? You get the chance every day to make the decision Blow It or Bank It. Would you blow it? You see, this is the idea is you take the cash we offer you or you bank it. Then you go on the run in to win $5,000 in cash thanks to Tui's Extra Dry. Blow, blow 75K in a week or bank 100K in a year thanks to Tui's Extra Dry. All right. Our first cab off the road, we've got Chris uh, from Arana Hills. G'day, Chris. How you going, boys? Very, very well, thank you. All right. Now, look, we're going to offer you a sum of money, Chris. You can take that money immediately and blow it. You can go off and obviously Christmas. How much Christmas shopping have you done so far? Oh, mate, the missus does all the shopping, but I'm sure she, she's got a lot to buy yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, some cash would probably be handy then. Yeah, no, uh, it would be unreal. Okay, well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to offer you a, a sum of money. You can bank it and uh, you can blow it or you can choose to bank it. That will give you the opportunity on Friday to win $5,000. All right. Okay. I'm here to tell you, Chris, today's cash offer... Is one thousand two hundred dollars? I'm offering you right now, right here, one thousand two hundred dollars. Now you can blow it and take that money uh, and run, or of course you can bank it. You won't take that money, but you stand the chance to win five thousand dollars on Friday. Bank it, Chris. Um, yeah, I'm going to blow it, eh? <laughs> You're going to oh. blow it. You're going to take the $1,200. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'll take the $1,200 sure. and run. Yeah. Oh, Chris. Yeah, look, Just I need I, enough I, money I, to satisfy I, your what? needs, like yeah. Bozza. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, what happened to who dares wins? Well, oh, that'll do us, mate. That's I'll a, take that money yeah. and run. That is a good, <laughs> that's one. A good whack of cash, $1,200 there. <laughs> yeah, All that's right. awesome. Yeah, so whatever. You started the phone call without 1200 so. Yeah, but Chris. Chris, you haven't you haven't seen the question, buddy. The question to win the five grand is what's the capital of Australia? There is no question, Bozza. I was only joking. Let me joke, Chris. <laughs> Just wind you up, buddy, because you didn't listen to me. Mate, you have won $1,200. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Congratulations, <laughs> my friend. Thanks, Chris. There you go. Well, right, Chris. If you want to blow it or bank it, register online at triplen.com. Blow 75K in a week or bank 100K in a year. Thanks to Tui's Extra Drive. This is the KFC Summer Session on Triple M. The KFC Summer Session on Triple M with Adam Gilchrist, Mark Bosnich and Tony Squires and nothing gives us greater pleasure than talking to somebody who is the best in the world. And we have another member of that exclusive club because he did this. Counting down, five, four, three, two, one. We have a new world champion and his name is... I'm so stoked for Joel Parkinson. So, so congratulations to Joel Parkinson. Your world champion for 2012. Unbelievable. And we're all stoked for Joel Parkinson, particularly stoked because he joins us right here on the KF Summer Session. Congratulations, you are the best in the world. Thank you. Thanks a lot. First world title to actually, has it sunk in because it's a couple of days ago now, to actually be best in the world. You've been runner-up four times to have that moment where you can claim that crown. How does it feel for you? Oh, it's, uh, it's been a great couple of days. You know, it's something I'll never, never ever forget. You know, the uh, the other day, uh, the contest with Kelly. You know, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, it was it was an unbelievable day, unbelievable. Parker, congratulations, mate. Gilly here. Just in regards to this actual event, I noticed six out of the previous nine events in the year, you're in the top three. So a model of consistency. But how much did it mean to you to actually win this event to take out the title? Yeah, hugely. Like, uh, I mean, yeah. You, 
if you want to, you want to be number one. You actually, you know, you want to stand on the podium with a few wins. Yeah. But I mean, consistency wins as well. But just to get that, just to finally prove to my, even more so myself that you know, I just you know. I won one and, and took, yeah. you know, took it all out when I needed to. But it's interesting with surfing because people from the outside can look at it and you guys have such great fun doing what you do and it's terrific. But the serious nature of the competition is right up there with any other sport, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Definitely, you know. It's, the, the, the funny thing about surfing is, is, you know, half of it's mother nature. You know, you can be a Kelly Slater and paddle out against anybody and... If the best way is just something to go to them, to their way, you know, they're sitting 20, 30 feet away from you and they go to them, then and you don't catch one, then you lose. That's, that's the way surfing is. So a lot of it's really a lot of knowledge of, of the waves and, and the breaks we surf. So, you know, it's, it's just the way it is. It's, you know, you, you really, you know, the times you get beaten when you lose to other nature because you couldn't catch a wave or nothing, nothing came to you, then it's a little easier to lose or then... Say if you got the wave and you fell off or, or your nose off or do something silly, then they're the times that I always, you know, they eat me up. Mate, it's a, it's a great point about that Mother Nature. Your, your emotional time, obviously the memory of, of your great mate Andy Irons. I read a quote where you say, you don't know who gave me those waves while I was out there, or maybe you do. It must have been extremely emotional out there. Oh, it was, you know. It's, uh, it's in memory. And every time I ran out, his, his wife would... You know, Lindy would give me a kiss, and his uh, his little son Axel, which is my godson, he would give me a little hug, and it would be my like I was, you know, in the context of memory, he was like my it was my little good luck charm, and you know, it's uh, yeah. it's funny, you know, from where I started the tour when I was Andy was one of my best friends, and now to the way it is today, it's. it's he should still be here today, but I'm, I'm so proud to be able to win the contest and, and be in his memory. Uh, Joel, you grew up surfing with uh, Dean Morrison and also former world champion Mick Fanning. Um, how much influence did that have on you to know that you know, you've know you been around somebody who actually won the world championship? Did he help you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Mick, Mick's one of, you know, one of my closest friends. and he, uh, he was, As soon as he lost out, he was straight over, and he, he was there that day, and he kept you know, giving a little pat on the back before I went out. Good luck, and you know what to do. He kept telling me, and everything will be all right. And, you know, just, you know, he would never probably give me his strategy or <laughs> never give me any of his insight, but definitely wishing me the best. How has the party been since you won? Oh, it's been awesome. <laughs> uh, it's been. Um, um, uh, today was a big day. I had uh, a lot of media to do today, and they really started to sink in today. You know, it's, it was it was a full on day. Yesterday was definitely the slowest day of the year I've ever had. <laughs> it was a, a little dusty yesterday, but today you know, I woke up today. I had a lot of media to do, and and I think it's starting to sink in. Well, mate, it should. You are the best in the world. You have the world title so richly deserved and at no better place to do it than Pipeline. Congratulations. Uh, all very proud of you. Thank you, you so much, guys. I appreciate it. It's such a great win, wasn't Fantastic. it? Fantastic. Feel-good oh. win. But, Bozza, yeah. there's an, there was another win at Coolum in the golf. Unbelievable. Um, PGA champion Daniel Popovich, um, you know, coming from nowhere to, to, to win the tournament and dedicating to his, uh, his sick dad who's yeah. um, unfortunately been diagnosed, I think it was bone marrow cancer. Um, he held on to the lead. He showed great character. And uh, it's a really good feel-good stories yeah. in he, sport. 1,251st in the world yes. rankings. It's, that's he's astonishing, isn't nowhere. it? Mm. Yeah. Amazing. Mate, and he's saying the great thing I saw here was that he got a photograph, asked for a photograph of Greg Norman two days before the tournament. He said, Greg Norman didn't have any idea who I was 
we wins it and Greg Norman calls him. So his life totally changed yeah. in four Shark days. Was probably still on the toilet. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. Outgoing. He, he did have. Tomorrow I might get to <laughs> your, your cricket and uh, food poisoning story, Gilly, uh, if we're all still here. Oh, so, it's been great to be with you today. We'll be back again tomorrow for another summer afternoon of the KFC Summer Session on Triple yeah, M. Boys. See ya. Bye. The KFC Summer Session for the new Zing and Double. The legendary double is back with two Zinger fillets at KFC. Good times. Never.